Welcome, listeners, to a very special double bill, or first of a double bill podcast with Arcade Attack crew. I'm Dylan, and I'm with Adrian. Hey! I'm not with Adrian, he's in his house. <laughs> but We're still in lockdown, aren't we? It's still in lockdown, but Adrian's yeah. over there. And then I've got Keith. Hello. He's over there. Keith I is am here. in his house. Yes. In another part of town. And then we've got Rob. Yo. And Rob is in his house in Peckham. He's probably the furthest away of all of us. And he's over <laughs> there. And I'm sitting in my lovely kind of dinery, kitcheny thing, staring out the window. Thinking about a certain game franchise, guys. We're can not. You, but, can you guess Dilla what man. game franchise I'm? I'm thinking of right now as I stare longingly out the window. <laughs> as long as you're not on a street right now, you know that's the important thing, right? I can't actually see a street or any rage. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, people can guess the franchise simply by staring at their phone or computer screen. <laughs> the title of the podcast. But what? <laughs> what? What if they accidentally left it on autoplay and they don't oh. know what we're going to talk about? They'd like Good to point. have us, you know, have a guess. Oh, yeah. So, Keith, why don't you have a little guess of what we're about to talk about today? A little guess. Yeah. Based guess. on based on the information provided. Yes. Which based is on you, you staring out of the window. I'm staring out the window. I can see no <laughs> streets and no rage. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, conversely, the game that came to mind was Final Excuse Fantasy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was that one they made in the N64, Dylan? Remember, we quite like it actually. You know, uh, the kind of 3D fighting force. Successor. Yeah, it's not a fighting force, unfortunately. I feel like we, I feel like we've jumped the gun a little bit, and we're going to talk <laughs> about a fighting force. Yeah, that'll come up later at some point over the. Oh, sorry. The next two <laughs> podcasts, but <laughs> indeed, we're going to talk about the Streets of Rage franchise. Used yeah. to be trilogy, is now Ooh. a quadrilogy. <laughs> well, and it's got like an ugly sister as well, of course. We must mention that as well. But is it really an ugly sister or is it a beautiful sister? Oh, yeah. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Think about it. So, yeah, so obviously there's, there's been much furore and much joy on the streets about Streets of Rage 4. Mm. Streets of Joy. It's finally here. It's here. Uh, Rob, when was Streets of Rage 3 released? 1994. 94. So, Dylan's bad maths, that was 26 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is horrendous, isn't it? We've had to wait, we've had to wait 26 years for a Streets of Rage sequel. And more or less five years to actually cover it on the podcast, because Streets of Rage is one of those like topics that we've been kind of going back and forth about for a long time, because I think all four of us are fans of the original games. And, uh, you know, the question was, are we going to do one episode for each game? Are we going to do them all in a single episode? And we decided uh, that what we were going to do was cover the first two in this episode. And then the forthcoming episode will be uh, what came after Streets of Rage 2. Mm. Thank you for so eloquently explaining that, Rob. <laughs> so that's what no, we're going to we, do. So we've we thought... almost come to fisticuffs, haven't we, did in the past about this? How are we going to do Streets of Rage? We need to do Streets of Rage, but if we do it, we're going to be arguing about it. But Streets of Rage 4 has been a blessing in disquise. I mean, it's quite apt, isn't it, if we did come to blows, that it'd be over a Streets of Rage podcast, isn't yeah. it? You know, so... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. As, so... lo- as long as it wasn't body blows, because I never want to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> I think we've had our fair share of body blows. I think that yeah. I think any kind of Team 17 beat-em-up is now... It's it's consigned now. It's consigned to history. 
It's consigned yeah. to podcast history. All right, we're not going to talk about that. It's just got. It's got to be one of the games that we've mentioned most without actually covering it. What body blows? No, 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 <laughs> no more body blows. No Streets of Rage. It we is. must have mentioned it so many times during the podcast over the years. Yeah, because we've done a Zool podcast. So it's not a Zool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think a lot of it is being scared because we kind of love this franchise so much, and we're yeah. thinking about. Well, could you talk a whole hour about Streets of Rage 1? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably not. Could you talk a whole hour about Streets of Rage 2? Yeah. Could you talk a whole hour about Streets of Rage 3? Well, if it's me shouting at Rob, potentially. Potentially. So why don't we just like do half an hour each-ish on each yeah. one? And we, we kind of cover it, don't we? We kind of cover it. Mm. So we've all done our little bits of research, haven't we, guys? We've done research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Even if it's reading a Wikipedia page, I think it still counts, especially for us. Come it counts. On. Yeah. It, yeah. it all counts. Okay. So I'll pass, I'll pass, I'll pass it on to my learned colleague and esteemed friend Learn. of many years, Keith Barlow, to introduce <laughs> the, the first and tell us a little bit about how that all got started, dear. Thank you. I will. Before we do though, can no. you got, can, no, can, it's all right. We're on, we're on topic. Don't worry. No tangents yet. Can you guys remember what the first, like side-scrolling beat-em-up was that you ever played? Yeah, I can, actually. Cool. Uh, Mine was actually Streets of Rage 1, but yeah, I'll let, oh, okay. I'll, I'll let Adrian mm, That's good. That's no, good. On, on the Amiga, I'm not sure if it was number one or two, but it's Double Dragon. Uh, mm. It might have been the first one, maybe the second one. I've, I've played both of them, but I've got a feeling I played Double Dragon 2 first. Uh, I used to love it with my brothers, actually. We used to take in turns. And um, that's why I've always got a little bit of soft spot for Double Dragon. I think it sometimes gets a little, not forgotten, because it's still respected in a way, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, oh yeah, that was the first one. Loved, loved it. Massive memories. Cool. Well, uh, you know, what I was thinking about this. My first kind of thought was it was probably, uh, one of the Konami games we were talking about, either Turtles or Golden Axe. Yeah. But, um, Golden think, Axe. Sega. Yeah. Uh, but in the arcades, obviously. But actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, it might have been, what was the original version of, was it called Two Crew Dudes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Oh, was it called Crude Buster or something? I think it was called Crude Buster, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the arcades as well, which obviously very rudimentary, but had the same rough kind of mm. idea as um, Streets of Rage and, for that matter, Final Fight. Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. And Dil, you saying Streets of Rage? For me, it was Double Dragon. Ah. The Master System. Oh. Did you ever play that one, Dil? I never played that one. You know what? I just, it was always one of those games I wanted to get for my MS, but yeah. I never got around to it. I've, I've only ever played Double Dragon on the NES. So we're going to go more into that revelation Ooh. in a few weeks' time, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh. About Double Dragon revelations. But yeah, mate. But what, what did you reckon of the Master System version of that then? Because I, uh, I, I, at the time, quite, it was I did great. I quite like the NES one, actually. I did, I did quite like yeah. it. Yeah. No, the Master System one was good. It was two player. Um, mm. it had, all the moves and the music um and yes one of the few one of the games i remember having from when i had my master system first time around sticks in the memory but it's definitely that's got to be definitely be the first beat em up i ever played um and then yeah in the arcades like rob said it was probably the turtles or the simpsons game they're the yeah. ones that are really amazing um but yeah streets of rage so to give it its japanese full japanese name Binakuru Ikari no Tekken, which translate as bare knuckle furious iron fist. Oh, uh, wow, so te- Tekken is actually is that fist? Must be fist. Must oh. be fist, yeah. 
Can you imagine a video game in the West? West. Fist. <laughs> fist. fist one, fist two, fist two. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird, um, doesn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, Streets of Rage came along in 1991. So, obviously, it had been preceded by, like Rob mentioned, Golden Axe, um, Capcom's Final Fight, the Konami side-scrollers. Um, it was quite late to the scene, really. I mean, it wasn't one of the... It was it was no, a kind it was, of the batch of the pioneers, but it was kind of late later in that that gen, wasn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, I think sort of they saw Final Fight and Sega decided they wanted a, a slice of that pie. Or just copy um, it, just downright copy it. Well, copy <laughs> it, improve on it, you know. Um, so obviously, as we mentioned, the first of the bare knuckle slash Streets of Rage series um, came out on the Mega Drive originally then was later converted to the Game Gear, Sega CD, mm. and Master System. Yes. Um, in 2007, was released for the Wii's Virtual Console, and then again on iOS. And it's also been part of, of various Sega collections on the 360 and PS3. Yeah, it's been um, on like, and Xbox Arcade so, and stuff. Yeah. So it's been everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also on the 3DS, apparently, as a 3D classic. What? I've not uh, seen, yeah, really? I've not seen that version of it, but... No, it could be open. interesting if it's got any kind of 3D elements to it. Um, but Keith, I'll tell you for free, mm-hmm. anyone that plays the 3DS, the first thing they do is they turn it on is turn the 3D turn off. off. The 3D. <laughs> <laughs> it's a naff, <laughs> isn't it? It, gives you a, it is naff. It's like a gimmick. And do you know what? It didn't need it. it mm. Anyway, getting from a real tangent now, but the 3DS is a brilliant machine. It didn't need 3D, in my personal opinion. Yeah, because I, I, just... I have the cheapo 2DS and it's perfect. It's... I don't need the 3D bit in it. You don't. You no. don't. There's very few games we need the 3D from the from the game. Yeah. yeah. So when did the first Streets of Rage actually come out? 1991. How old were we in 1991? We were nine years <laughs> old. Uh, nine years old. Yeah. That's, that's we a long time ago, dudes. I hate mm. to say, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But it, it was actually the first one I, you know, first size growing beat 'em up I played because. Even though I had a, a master system, I only had you know, you know, I keep on spinning out this yob, um, so, was yob story, sob story <laughs> about <laughs> about only having Ghostbusters and Galaxy Force and World Soccer and the Ninja, and that was about it. But a uh, mate of mine at primary school, a bit a, a bit of a nutcase, truth truth be told. Who? Karen and will tell you. A guy called Steve Trout. A guy called Steve Trout. He joined us. <laughs> Sounds a bit fishy, but Steve a character. <laughs> Steve Trout. I mean, he's, I don't know where he is. I mean, he's probably in a ditch somewhere. But... Down by the river. <laughs> but um, but uh, maybe if maybe you can hold on a sec, we can get him on the line. Uh, <laughs> hey. Let's not do that. Let's let's really not do that. So he he came by the primary school in our last year because his parents moved up to to Croydon from Forest Hill. When Forest Hill in land and tan was a bit rough around the edges, and he was, oh, I'm hard, mate. I'm hard. Come <laughs> around my house and play Streets of Rage. I'm like, all right. So that was it. We basically became friends over Mega Drive. He had Mega Drive. I was like, I don't. He's all right. He's not one of my. He's not one of my best friends in the whole world, but he has a Mega Drive. So let's go over <laughs> there. That's actually. Yeah. That's actually the first time I played World Cup Italian '92. So there are two sides. Oh. There are two sides of the sword. sword. You know what I mean? There are two sides here. But, Matt, when I first played Streets of Rage, I was blown away. Because, one, it was 16-bit graphics. The music was just out of this world. And it was just so much fun. We played it on easy. You know, we're just kids. Stick it on easy. Whack all the lives up. Play it as co-op. You know, it's the first time I really played a 
a good co-op game as well. It kind of mm. brought all those elements together. And I was thinking, oh, I ain't going back, mate. I can't, I can't go to, to Double Dragon and on 8-bit and that. Mm. I can't I do get that. that, yeah. I couldn't do that. So that's probably yeah. why I aspire to other things. But yeah, I still would like that's to get Double Dragon on the Master System, but... Yeah. It was a watershed moment in gaming for Dill. It was actually, mate. It, it was, was Streets of Rage. It was a bit of a well, eureka kind of moment. Like, oh crap! This is you know what? Strangely, good. strangely enough, I think uh, the Game Gear version was the only version of the original Streets of Rage I ever played. I oh, wow. don't think I've wow. Oh, wow. like, apart from like messing around like maybe two or three times since. Never actually played originally Streets of Rage on the Mega Drive. Only the get like the Game Gear, and then came to the uh, the series on the Mega Drive through the second one. Wow, that's a bit of a revelation. What was yeah? What like was the that. game version like? Any good? Uh, it was okay. As far as I can recall, there are only two characters, and uh, obviously kind of very simplified. But you know, for like a scrolling beat 'em up on the eight bit, it was good. It was actually. I think I was when that came out. Was that ninety three that came out? Or something that came out way later than mm. maybe like ninety two. It might have come out around. I think it was ninety three. Yeah, I have a feeling it may have. Around come out roughly around the same time as Streets of Rage 2 did, yeah. like uh, maybe a little bit before. But because I remember all of the Sega magazines, I mean the Sega magazines were barely covering Master System stuff as it was, but they were all mm. they were all waxing lyrical as to how they managed to convert that game. And mm. I didn't check I didn't check it out until years after, uh, just you know j- just by emulation actually. And I couldn't I can't believe how how good it is. This is the Master System one, so which is pretty much the Game Gear one. But you're right. There's no Adam, so it's just mm. Axel and mm. uh, Axel and Blaze. There's no two-player because it can't handle that many sprites on the screen. But other than that, it's pretty sound. Graphics are really good for the 8-bit, like really good. And the collision detection is good. The the music is not obviously not on the same the same level as the Mega Drive one, but it's definitely worth yeah. checking out. I think if anyone anyone out there is a Master System collector then go for it. Less said about Streets of Rage 2 on the Master mm. System, which was also converted with less success. But the first one, yeah, I, def- I definitely recommend that as a collecting tip. Mm. Mm. So that's that? Dylan- Dylan's first experience playing it. Rob didn't play it. Aid, can you remember playing Streets of Rage for the first time? Uh, do you know what? I think I played Streets of Rage 2 first, actually. Oh, okay. And I, I later got Streets of Rage 1 on a triple pack. I think they uh, Sega released, correct me if I'm wrong, was it with um, Streets of oh, Rage? Yeah, one of the mega games. It's a mega game, oh, yes. Just, yeah. I, I got it a bit later, and I it was the only... Oh, what else was on that? I should know, shouldn't I? I think it was a Golden Axe, maybe, in a football game. I don't Collins? know. Yeah, but I think it was Columns, yeah. My point is, I, I like Streets of Rage 2 so much, I, I got the Mega Games, because it's quite cheap as well, mm. isn't it? So, yeah. No, I liked no. it. But obviously, cool. I'm, I know we're going to talk about Streets of Rage 2. It didn't quite... It didn't feel quite as good, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the wrong way around to experience. And, um, but, yeah, I remember playing it for the first time. Weirdly, this is going way back. Um, there was uh, a shop in Selsden near where I live. Um, it was called Visual Sounds. And I only have a very, very vague recollection of it existing. Um, but it was, a, it was a music place, but they rented out games like a lot of places did back then. Mm. But what was strange about it was it had like these weird little booths off to the side with um, like consoles set up where you could try games out. Mm. Um, and I distinctly remember playing it for the first time in there um, and then renting it. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I had the copy of it when we were kids. Um, it wasn't a sticky booth, was it? No, it wasn't a sticky booth. 
just it did have check. like a little just had to check. it did have like a little curtain that you pulled across though so <laughs> i just had to I'm check probably... to see where you really were but okay that's <laughs> at weekends it might be something different you know that's what you're saying Keith. <laughs> yeah possibly possibly i was just a child at the time what did i know um <laughs> But yeah, it's a game that I I had then. I've got it now, and it's kind of stayed with me ever since. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Always have. Um, is it my favourite in the series? I'll, I'll hold back my my opinion on that. But I've always loved it. Um, but what's it all about? We're sitting here talking about it. People might never have played it. People, there are some they people might not there won't have played it, man. We just we're just story. chatting on and on about the. We yeah. people might not even know what the hell it is. Exactly. <laughs> So, Dil, I'm going to do this bit now. And when you, when you edit the podcast, you need to put in like the intro music. Oh. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Or you can just do, do, it, do, 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 do. it. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll try, but I probably won't be bothered. Nah, but... All right, mate. You, you, so you imagine that it's the beginning credits. So, yeah. this city was once a happy, peaceful place until one day a powerful secret criminal organization took over. This vicious syndicate soon had control of the government and even the police force. The city has become a centre of violence and crime where no one is safe. Amid this turmoil, a group of determined young police officers has sworn to clean up the city. Among them are Adam Hunter, Alex, Alex, Axel Stone and Blaze Fielding. They are willing to risk anything, even their lives, on the streets of rage. Is that back of the box? No, that's the box. <laughs> no, that wasn't a back of the box. I can do you a back of the box. Back of the box. Not good though. The city has been taken over by a massive crime syndicate. Three young police officers have quit the corrupt metropolitan police force and set out to topple the organisation on their own. That's a rubbish back of the box. I mean, it's more concise. <laughs> but, you know, there, there it's not as atmospheric. To be, to be fair Ooh. to them, what didn't like um, like the older Mega Drive boxes have to have the description in several different languages? So yeah, it's got has... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight languages. Yeah, so you only had including little... Finnish you... by the looks of it. So you only had a yeah. few words to work with. So we'll we'll let them off. I we'll think. Off. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they fun. know that one day back of the box would be a serious business? Though that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think they could have ever predicted this. <laughs> Otherwise, they might have written something worthy of a song. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> no, let's not go there today. We've 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 annoyed enough people. We've annoyed and delighted people in equal measure. I think we'll 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 kind of leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Streets of Rage, just like any other side scrolling beat em up, enemies walk onto the screen from both sides and the player must defeat the opponents to progress through the level. It's kind of basically, isn't it? Um so yeah, your three main characters, Adam Hunter. Mm. He is if I, I'm trying to remember now, I didn't write this down. He's got the best jump, hasn't he? He's got the best jump, ranked. the best kick. Best he's kick. Got, he's the slowest at moving across the screen. He's, a, but he's An like, ac- yeah. He's, he he's a, he's as powerful as Axel. That's it. Axel, Axel's got the worst jump. Axel's got the worst jump, but he's as he's... fast as Blaze, but and as strong as Adam. And then Blaze is as Blaze good is the as weakest jumping and she, kicking yeah. as Adam, but she's the weakest one of the three. That's I've so got quite, I've got a question. Quite a, quite a nice little balance there, I think, between the three of them. Who, which, which footballers are most like linked to those attributes? So Peter Crouch is quite slow, but he's good at jumping, isn't he? He's, so he's, Adam Hunter. he's not fast. No, he's not fast. So Peter Crouch is, <laughs> Peter Crouch is Adam Hunter. Yeah, Axel. Um, <laughs> Axel is probably uh, someone not great in the air, but who's actually quite good on the deck there. Uh, Theo Walcott? 
Are we just are we just picking England strikers? Is, is that how this is going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Three three o. I would not be afraid actually. of Theo Walcott punching me in the face. <laughs> Theo Walcott. Whereas I would be afraid of Axel punching me. So yeah, I don't know. Blaze is like someone who's good in the air and maybe fast, good. but not strong. Yeah. Uh, so Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah is very strong. I don't. Mm. I think this comparison has gone gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's wrong. not really working. <laughs> it's gone wrong. Wait till we talk about the robots in the in the series, like the cyborgs. Then it gets interesting, doesn't it? Let's go, yeah, it goes really weird. But yeah, okay, let's let's let let Keith further describe. Yes, just carry on. The streets of um, rage. Sorry, streets yeah, of rage. So you'll like this as well because I obviously played Streets of Rage the other day just to refresh my memory. Um, and as I let the credits roll at the beginning, it gives you a little character profile that comes up. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but it actually tells you what their hobbies are. And I wonder if I don't remember that. Ah, okay. So Adam Hunter, can you remember or guess? Give me a good guess as to what his hobby is, because you will not guess it. Smashing thugs in the head. Origami. Fly fishing. Rob's is close. That's close. Stamp stamp collecting. No. What did you say, Rob? Sculpture. No, but origami. Origami. You're in the right part of the world. Oh. Oh, um. The Japanese plant thing that the guy did in Karate, in karate. Bonsai trees. Bonsai. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Adam Hunter's hobby is bonsai. Well done, Rob. Does he only okay. gent? Do they only yeah. have one hobby each? Well, they've only listed one each. I'm oh. sure they've, they've got more than one. Um, Axel. Any can guesses? You, can you imagine? Sorry. Can, can you imagine if oh. Adam never even watched the telly? He basically bonsai was his only hobby. So when he wasn't like being a policeman or whatever, <laughs> he just come like come home and like he's like bonsai. Then. And uh, he he'd, he'd go to sleep and wake up and like do a bonsai. And he just that's like the only thing he did. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've actually just remembered what Axel's hobby is, so I'm going to stay out of this one. Oh, okay. Let the others guess. Um. It's not something stupid like repairing cars, is it? No, it's pretty close to home, to be honest. Train spotting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm right, by, I'm right by some train tracks. <laughs> no, not literally close to your home. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, what fighting related? So I reckon no, it's no, cl- close to home for us. Oh, um, don't know. Maybe taking photos of Croydon, maybe. In a Croydon. <laughs> Shopping in well, Croydon. put them out of their misery. Video games. Video games. No way. <laughs> that is meta. That is meta. That is bro. meta. That is meta. He's like a video game character who likes video games. Yeah. Wow, that's Mad. like. Is that some sort of Inception kind of thing going on there? That's Inception. Yeah. That's like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> stuff right it's here. like when you're Zool and you're playing on that arcade machine Stop in the game. Stop talking about Zool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If anyone's uh, playing meta, Zool though, Bingo or, or Adrian Bingo at home, they've got Zool. And what about in Streets of Rage 2 with the bare-knuckle arcade machines as well? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's pretty good. Is um, Streets of Rage in Shenmue as well? No. No, it should have been. They should have put it, but then, yeah. but then you would have been stuck on that for ages and didn't go back to Shenmue. True, the thing true. about Shenmue is it's got, it's got games you can have a quick go on and then yeah. go back to Shenmue, like Space Harrier and that. Should have put Sweet Space 3 on then, Dale. What do you reckon? Boomch. Oh, uh, let, let's let's leave that to next week's podcast, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blaze's hobby. Come on. Train spotting. I'm going to come. No. Car decaling. <laughs> no. Uh, Logging. 
Is it a popular hobby today, Keith? Uh, among some people, I suppose. Oh, TikTok. I've got it. I've got it. No, not TikTok. TikTok. I've got it. I've got it. She paints miniature models. Uh, <laughs> a Warhammer. War, Warhammer. That's a huge No, just because I've started doing it. What? Yeah. Am I right? Jigsaw puzzles. No. Oh. Bit more physical. Come on. Um, knitted. Uh, aerobics. Uh, sort of close, I guess. You do it Spinning. to music. Spinning. Zumba. Dancing. Ah, but it's very specific about which kind of dance. Break dance. <laughs> no. Morris dancing. No, wait, wait, what did you say, Dil? Lambada. Lambada. Yeah. Ooh. You got it. Yeah. Really? The Lambada. Yes. That was such a 90s thing, the Lambada. Was it, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. There's your characters. Um, Obviously, they've got an assortment of moves, punches, kicks. Um, one of the really cool things about Streets of Rage, I thought, was the grappling. So you can grab an opponent. Yep. You can do your suplex. Um, obviously, if you're playing two-player, you can hold the opponent and your teammate can attack as well. Yep. Although you can hit each other, so that can go a little bit awry. I like so the kind of always... variety with, with the suplex and the throwing, because I used to play mm. as Adam most of the time. And just like you can fling people around, or if you didn't want to, you can kind of jump over there. So you press jump and you do that thing where you're, you're, you're the other side of them. And then yep. you do the suplex, boom. Like you do a bit of that and mix it up. It's quite, you know, it's quite therapeutic, isn't it? Doing it that. does. It gives it, it gives it some real variety as well. Cause if you think back a lot of those games, especially then, their range of attacks were really limited. We just punch and jump and kick, weren't they? Really? Yeah. And that was it. Um, and there wasn't much else to it. And there's obviously as well as that, uh, you've got different items, different weapons to pick up. Yep. So can we remember the weapons off the top of our heads? Knife. Knife. Knife man. Bottle. Knife. Bottle? Beer bottle. Yeah. Yep. Pole. Me- pole. Metal pole. Lead pipe. Yeah. Lead pipe. I'll let you have it. Let you have <laughs> Lead it. pipe. Lead pipe was the best, obviously. Or it was my favourite, yeah. at least. Because it had the range. Mm. Yeah. I think that, that was about it, wasn't it, for Street of Rage? Were, were they, uh, the first one also had... Baseball the, bat as well? Yeah, baseball bat. Baseball bat. Yeah. And the pepper shaker. Oh, the pepper shaker. <laughs> Which, oh, it was always in the eye. Part. Yeah. But what's worse, though? Pepper or salt in your eye? What do you reckon? Pepper in your pepper. eye? Pepper, I think. Pepper. I don't know. Make you sneeze. Yeah, pepper would be more irritating. Yeah. But salt would sting, wouldn't it? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, both. If you bit, had bit seasoning. if you if you were held down and you were like someone was grinding the salt or pepper in your mouth for thirty <laughs> seconds, what would you grudgingly accept out of those two? Oh, salt, I um, think. Pepper well, Adrian, burn. you have more. Adrian, you're the only one of us with more than one child, so maybe you should do this experiment. <laughs> yeah, hold them down. Cinnamon, cinnamon as well. We'll do a cinnamon challenge as well. We've got three kids. What do you reckon? That's that, that's borderline bullying, right? <laughs> no, I think pepper would burn, but salt would like shrivel up your eyeball, wouldn't it? <laughs> Like but, then just, your... but then you could just rehydrate your eyeball afterwards. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> is that easy to do then? I've never had to do it before. So is it a salt shaker or a pepper shaker, Keith? It's a pepper shaker. Oh. It's a pepper and shaker. that stuns your enemies and it's a bit pointless, really. Like a pepper spray, but, you know, a bit more fancy down Italian, you know, like a restaurant style. Yeah, it's a pepper shaker, so you actually have to grind it. <laughs> <laughs> I always found it quite amusing. I know I know it's not, it's not, it's like the worst one of the the melee weapons in it, but it is, yeah. I thought it was quite, I think it's quite funny. Just you see a bit, face. you see a bit of a steak on the floor as well, a bit of pepper on top. Bob's your uncle, right? It's not a cookery game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cooking, mama. 
Anyway. Uh, yes, anyway. Um, and what other weapon did you have at your disposal in times of need? The police car. first streets of rage. Yes, the police car. So you could press A, button A, as it was on the Mega Drive. Um, once per life it was. Uh, and the police car comes screaming in at one end of the screen. I always liked that, the way the screen scrolled mm. across, like halfway down the street. And then the guy would get out of the police car and fire oh. like a yeah, I always liked his aim because it's a bazooka and he's got a good aim, isn't he? In that thing, it's that always right? spot on. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you get. Go on, I was going to say it is very much like the bit in Golden Axe where you chuck up the vases. Oh yeah, and they it totally causes that off lightning Golden or fire Axe. or whatever. Yeah, they totally oh, ripped that off Golden yeah. Axe. <laughs> Do you think in Sweet Blade One there should have been more power up? So a bit like the magic, if you if you collected certain things, you could have different police um, kind of uh, weapons. I don't know. It's supposed to be. Well, oh, I suppose. Yeah, you can maybe power up the police car. That would be cool. Different weapons. Mm. Maybe, maybe, ins- maybe yeah. different police attacks did different things. I know. Yeah. I know they all had a different pattern on the screen per, uh, if, you know, for, for the different characters, but they all did the same thing. They just wiped mm. out the weak characters on the screen, didn't they? And just take, take yeah, took them knocked off, them all over took, as well. Took yeah. the same amount off the, uh, the, the boss characters. But, so yeah. you could have like a, a, a pepper spray then a water cannon, couldn't you? You could go up a little oh, bit. Yeah, could, the water cannon would be pretty hilarious. I mean, can you imagine? Good. They're definitely not hilarious in real life, but you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you could definitely use it for that. Well, well, yeah, just, even just one where the police spray. car comes flying across the screen and takes everyone out. Yeah. That'd be pretty <gasps> wow, yeah. But it was, the just... first, it was the first game in the series. I think when, when you're developing a game, I think you know, a, lo- a lot of it is uh, what's kind of the bare minimum we can do? Well, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. bam, you know, that we, that yeah, but we can get away with this. Wasn't it taken out in Suits Race 2, though? Am I talking rubbish? Yeah, it was no, taken you're out, right. but it was replaced yeah. with all the special moves, wasn't special it? Special moves, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good start. I think the the, street, the first Street of Race, didn't, they didn't need to overcomplicate it so much. It, had, it has a nice variety. There's enough. It brought more to the the physical combat than other, than other beat-em-ups did, really, at the time. It did, yeah. The, 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 the general combat's very satisfying, even now. Um, the, I don't know if you remember, the sound effects are so, like... Crunchy. Yeah, crunchy. That's a good word for it. But it's like a proper bang when you hit someone. Oh, yeah, you, you know? hit someone, you know, you know you've hit them. You know like, they've been hit. Like that? Yeah. But exactly if you like how Adrian like hit a, someone. Yeah. Something <laughs> metal. Yeah. Um, so, other pickups. What else did we pick up? Apple, apple, which gave you a little bit of health. Yeah. Chicken, chicken leg, meat. yeah, or turkey. It was, leg. I think it was a meat ah, joint, actually. This is interesting because I was going to just say chicken because in Streets of Race Two, it's clearly a chicken. Yeah. Now, according to my sources, which are not Wikipedia, <laughs> it says beef. 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 It yeah, says it's a beef. Joint. So maybe yeah. that's a joint of beef. It's a beef. It gives you the full health refill. Which you think, actually, if you're on the move on the streets of Rage, <laughs> a whole joint of beef is a lot more. Will probably like do more damage to you than a you know than not eating it, wouldn't it? If you're trying to eat like a whole. Like, oh, I'm so full, I can't beat these people up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this Plus, beef. I think Dylan, chicken and turkey have got some sort of um, I don't know what's inside it, but they make you sleepy. Amphetamines. Yeah, so that's not a good meat to eat if you want to. Amphetamines. <laughs> Chickens, yeah. chickens have a stimulant that help keep you up at night. Oh, really? I thought okay, turkeys make you sleepy. Then fair enough. All right, turkey. All right, then okay. That's, you that's the difference. Rage. I was a turkey. Don't eat it. Oh, I'm, that's I'm the difference. Sleep. That's the difference between chicken and turkey, right there. We've we've, we've discovered it. So yeah. we are doing the cooking podcast after all. <laughs> Put a bit of pepper on your turkey. 
Ah, uh, that's what the pepper shaker's for. Hey. You're not actually supposed to throw it. Has anyone tried that? I've never tried what? to use it on the beef. <laughs> there's only one person. I've only ever thrown it at the enemy. Keith, there's only one person that's done that. You know Paulie in, in the first Rocky, he chucks the turkey out, doesn't he? You want the bird? Go and eat the bird. <laughs> Can you imagine so, Paulie is an unlockable character? I'd play it. Just like Adrian Bingo today. Adrian would play anything with Rocky unlockable characters in. I think oh, like oh, yeah. if, if any developers are listening to this, just put some unrelated Rocky stuff in it. You've got at least one purchase. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charge a thousand pounds for the game, you're sorted. Adrian Adrian will buy it. <laughs> I would it did that. always concern me the whole food thing as well. Especially as at one point you'd smash up a bin to get at it. I mean bin food. I mean if bin, you're on the, bin if, food. If you're hungry Floor on food. the streets of rage, I think you'll just eat anything that goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, but you, you know, you've got to pay at least a bit of lip service to good food food hygiene if you intend to survive, you know? Uh-huh. If you eat if you eat rancid meat and <laughs> rotten apples, it's gonna go wrong. Can you imagine if there's I don't know if you guys you guys wanna play The Witcher Three, but there's a bit in it where it's quite, it's very RPG and uh, mm. but you take potions but you have a toxicity level. So if you take uh-huh. too many potions, like the main guy starts losing health. So Street of Rage would have the same thing. So have a like a like a B sick ometer or something. So if you eat too much <laughs> bin food, poisoning meter. If yeah. you eat too much bin food, then like Blaze just collapses at the end of the <laughs> level. Like she gets the like those guys with the like the stabby forks and then just goes, Guys, I'm gonna be flipping sick right now. Just just stay over there. Just stay over there. And then she just yeah. collapses. So you could have that. I think you're gonna say vomits, but she just I guess collapses, collapses from is food more tasteful. Well, no, no. there is more tasteful, but they did. They done, isn't there a? Oh, I can't remember which metal slug it is. But when you turn into as the ones where you can, is it the one where you turn into zombies? Oh, I played a lot of metal slug, and then you vomit blood at people. I think it's metal slug free, but I might be wrong. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. So they, you know, could have done that, but like Dill said, you know, it was it was ninety one, and it was the first game, so they didn't get too carried away. Yeah, they um, kind of go into the whole vomiting thing later yeah yeah it's, <laughs> Streets of Rage 3 I continually vomit Streets of Rage 3 I'm just kidding oh. I'm just kidding I'm kidding not a shade uh, towards Streets of Rage 3 Dylan like I'm, so far this episode I'm just look I'm just, I'm just I'll, I'll hold most it's of it up. I'll hold most of it back it'll be fine it'll be fine <laughs> um, other pickups the one up which was a little miniature icon of all three characters yeah i never liked very that often. icon it annoyed me no? it, it didn't look like it's part of the game it's no it's... It got... I, the first I time like i saw it. it i thought it was like a birthday cake or something <laughs> yeah i like birthday cake yeah no but it like it, it didn't look right in the game it shouldn't be like a, a miniature version of you yourself. want something that's real world because yeah you've got your money bag for your extra points and stuff and your gold oh. bars I mean, as well you mean as opposed to a massive one up Literally, like the letter numbers one up that gives you an extra life when you touch it, or a bottle of Real world like one that. up like lemonade. They could like, take take the mick out of the lemonade bottle, maybe that'd be quite clever, wouldn't it? Instead of seven up, yeah, yeah nice. exactly. Okay, so where do we fight on those streets of rage? So the first stage is obviously the city street, um, and it's a really memorable level. I think just generally in Sega games. Full stop. Pine pot. Pine pot. That's it. I was waiting for someone to say that. Pine That's pot. That's it. It's a neon bit, signs. It reminded me a bit of the, the the way they styled that. You know the bit in Terminator. Yes. Where 
uh, Carl Reese is following Sarah Connor, waiting for obviously yeah. Aunt Arnie to make his move, and they go to like the Tech Noir. Tech I always thought like the Pine Pot was a bit like the Tech Noir, mm. and that yeah. kind of streets and those like walking up and down them streets. That's but unfortunately, uh, the graphics were at that point weren't advanced enough to actually go in the club the way they would be in Streets of Rage three. Mm. Oh. No, true. That's true. Rob's got a point. Yeah, going in the club in Streets of Rage three. Look, there's too much Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage three talk here, people. Let's bring it back. Well, Pine pop. Let's but bring you it keep back. starting it. I know. I keep <laughs> starting things. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, the city street, iconic. I would say. Yeah. Um, very atmospheric. And can you can you guys remember the boss at the end of the first stage? It's just Jack in it. Uh, is it called Jack? Ah, uh, you're getting mixed up now. I'm getting, ja- I'm getting mixed two. up with Street Fighter 2 in it. It's just... Um, is it the woman with the, the whip? the sickle, isn't nope. it? The guy who throws the sickle. Yes, he's got like... Well, it's like a... Yeah, it's almost like thing. a boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. yeah, boomerang. Dude. Yeah, his name's Antonio. Oh, um, Antonio. So he, yeah, you he's the level the one injury, boss. You don't see no, that's again. they didn't bring that in until Streets of Rage Two. Yeah, and then you, obviously every every uh, enemy character has their own health bar, and whereas in the first game you only see the health bar of the bosses. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I suppose they, they all they're... they all had their even the because some characters would die harder die harder than the other ones. Die hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they all had a I suppose they had a, a hidden health gauge. There would have been a variable somewhere for for their health. You just wouldn't have seen it but yeah they only bothered putting the actual health bar up up the top for the for the bosses but mm. yeah totally worth it man totally worth it totally mm-hmm. worth doing that because i'd be a bit annoyed if i'm keeping on hitting on the boss and i don't know how much of his health oh yeah wow. uh, they had to at least put it in for that definitely yeah. so stage two was the inner city which i suppose it wasn't very imaginative coming straight after that first city street stage but they they, they definitely differentiated it um it's very run down there's like litter blowing across the screen there's some nice little touches um and the boss at the end of that stage is just doesn't look right to me but they give him the name as souther Souther, yeah souther yeah sorry um and he's like the freddy krueger dude yeah with claw hands yeah he's number two as well He's in the like, second one as well. He is, yeah, isn't but it? different different design. I think like yeah. he has a full on mask in number two. Yeah, he doesn't in the first one. He's just got kind of like spiky blonde hair mm-hmm. and yeah, the two claws. Um, stage three, which is one of my personal favourites, is the beachfront stage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I love that. You've got the rain coming down. You've yeah. got the the waves just crashing against the shore. There are oh, some lovely touches. Um, Lots and of that's random got tires on the beach. Random tire piles. Yes. Yeah, tire piles. Like yeah. yeah, you always see those on the beach. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and the, but yeah, the level three boss is Abadede, the who, Ultimate Warrior. That's right, the Ultimate Warrior ripoff guy, who has the really annoying move where he comes charging across the screen and takes you out. Um, but yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Um, he's Keith, in the I heard one as well, isn't he? I heard, um, I can't remember the source, but the Ultimate Warrior, apparently, <laughs> I should, this is quite rude, but out of all the wrestlers in WWF, he had such a really low IQ. <laughs> Just, I know. He was literally told what to say. I don't know. He wasn't the smartest cookie, apparently. I don't know. Like, I've heard he had a bad rep backstage, but like, in terms, I don't think he got like told what to say. I think he just uh, went out in a heightened form of, it's a heightened form of excitement, let's just say, and just used to freestyle and just 
Yeah. He was yeah. a showman. I can't. He had charisma. I'm not going to deny that. Oh, when I, I loved him when I was a kid. He was oh, yes, yeah, absolute favourites. That's because we were eight years old. Exactly. I wasn't interested in any of the subtleties at that point. <laughs> he just went crazy, and I loved it. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously, clearly influenced the boss in Streets of Rage. Um, stage four, the bridge stage. Um, not one of my favourites. It's kind of. But it's good again, for chucking it, people down holes, though. I it does that. have the holes. It does have the holes. I love you the holes in that level. have to make sure you don't fall down the holes. But yeah, you can throw people down those. That's pretty cool. Um, the boss on the bridge stage is Bongo, <laughs> which is the big fat dude who breathes fire yeah. Ran- oh, yeah. rather, rather randomly. And there were some nice touches here. Because if you tried to lift him, you couldn't. Yes. And he fell on you. He just fell on that you, was- yeah. That I think that's nice the character really got, got yeah. stronger later on in the, in the series. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's really well, cool. No, that's a little thing that stands out when you try and lift him. Yeah. I can lift every player, but I can't this guy. I thought that's very clever. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it always catches you out as well because the only way to really hit him is to get in behind him. Mm. Yeah. And if you time it wrong, you automatically kind of grab him and go to lift him. Yeah. So yeah, Bongo. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. Stage five is the ship stage. That's my favourite oh. in terms of graphics. That one, I just yeah. love the way the ship is dipped. Like, yes. the background is going up and down. Yes. It just looks fantastic for a Mega yeah. Drive game. Yeah. And you can really but, see the nighttime sky. It's beautiful. Yes, there's a great skyline behind. It's brilliant. Until um, you get your ass kicked by Blaze's sisters, and then it's like, I don't like it so much. Anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to know their names? Well, Blaze's sisters. Blaze's sisters. Well, they're not Blaze's sisters, but obviously it, they're palette swaps, aren't they? Of Blaze. Is it like Joey Triani's sisters? They're quite tough, aren't they? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're called apparently called Yasha and Onihime. Hmm. So, there you go. Um, and obviously, the ship stage is amusing for the fact that you can still call on the police car, which comes screeching onto the <laughs> ship from who knows where. I wanted to ask, actually, is it true that if when you're inside a building, I don't know if it's one or two, I'm getting a bit confused, you can't call the police, obviously, in one. Is, is that true? No, you can call yeah, them well, whenever. Oh, no, except for the last no, level, the, I think. Yeah, the last two levels. Um, yeah. I'll come on to it in a sec. Actually, actually, the next stage is the factory stage, Ooh. which is a pain in the ass because it's got yeah. the um, like the travelator floors, which send you backwards and forwards, and also like the hydraulic presses that come down. Oh, um, yeah. Also, like a yeah. hydraulic press that killed a certain Terminator. That's good a good point. point. It's very like that, actually. <laughs> um, but when I played through it the other day, I didn't try and use the police car on that stage. I can't remember if you can. It, you can, yeah. You I can on like that one. Okay, times. so it's just yeah, the last two. So the last two stages are the elevator stage. You can use it on the is... elevator stage. <laughs> you can, no, you can't. You can. I've no, explain what the does, what, what the camera does is if you're on the elevator really high up and press yeah. the police car, the camera zooms all the way down to the ground and over does to the it? left shows the police launching the rocket. And then the camera goes swinging off to the right again and swinging back <laughs> up to the top. And you can, you can, I've done it. So it's only the final stage. Then. Only the final stage. When you're in the headquarters. Okay. Yeah. We don't want anyone telling us off afterwards. Uh, mm. I, uh, just get that telling in. us we're wrong. Yeah. Oh no, well, no, I want to go back and play it now just so I can call the police car on. on the tell us we're wrong all the time. It's nothing new, but it's just nice <laughs> to have, true. nice to lower the number. It's nice to lower the numbers occasionally. <laughs> yeah, but, true uh, that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Because I think the the reason you can't use it in the final one is because you're actually in the building. Yeah, you're in the syndicate headquarters you're of Mister X. In a building. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we jumped ahead there. So yeah, stage six is the factory stage um, where you fight Souther, but there's two of them. Um, and the freight elevator obviously doesn't have a boss. So yeah, stage eight is inside the nicely carpeted syndicate headquarters. Um, and the boss there, of course, is the deadly Mr. X. Oh. Um, and obviously there's multi is it multi would you call it multiple endings kind of it is because it's more than one ending yeah so once you reach mr x before you even fight him you're offered a chance to join the syndicate oh and if you can you remember what happens if you refuse yeah you fight him you fight him you fight (laughs) him and then you can defeat mr x and restore peace to the city um if you accept what happens you get chucked back a few levels and have to do it all over again yeah that's right yeah if you accept the offer you get um it's revealed to be a trick and you have to fight your way back to the tower i think from level six possibly yeah yeah which is a pain however if you're playing it in two player special Ah. a special ending can occur if one player accepts mr x's offer and the other refuses both players fight each other, and if the de- defector wins, he or she then fights Mr. X. If they defeat him, they then take Mis- Mr. X's place as the leader of the syndicate. Wow. Which yeah. is pretty cool. And then it shows you a picture of you, like, sitting in Mr. X's chair. <laughs> I it's never like that, that Jake Fox film, isn't it? The, when he had to, he worked from nothing, he got right up to the top of the f- company, do you remember? I mean, the secret of my success. Yeah, it's like that. It's nothing like that. <laughs> like, first of all, Michael J. Fox didn't have to fight someone to get to the head of the company. He had to bang the wife of the CEO, from what I can recall. Right. Okay. It's I say, like first that. of all, um, there are also notable, uh, there are several differences between the two, but that's probably the most notable. <laughs> so it's nothing like the film then. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Right. Um, okay, so I mean, so that's the game. Now, we can't talk about any of the Streets of Rage games without mentioning the soundtrack. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know why he hates it so much. That's all he talks about. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the composer? Anyone? Yuzo Koshiro. Yuzo Koshiro. Um, yeah, the soundtrack to the game was highly acclaimed, even at the time. But I think as the years have gone by, um, kind of appreciation for the definitely the first two Streets of Rage soundtracks. Um, has gone on. And you have uh, number two on vinyl, don't you? I have all three of them on vinyl. Oh, nice! Yeah, yes. Um, I'd say I'd say sixty-six point six percent. Nice. You can't. <laughs> you're the one who keeps bringing it up. Yeah, Dylan. Ah, but I didn't Dylan. tell you which third I don't like. You just assumed. <laughs> we just assumed, and we know what that means. I love Street of Rage one soundtrack just to give you a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, why are you there? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just talking about the soundtrack, um, when development began in 1990, uh, Yuzo Koshiro has talked about being influenced by electronic dance music, specifically house, techno, and rave. Uh, and he wanted to be among the first to introduce these sounds into video games. Um, according to my, so- <laughs> my sources, the soundtrack shows the influence of contemporary R&B and hip-hop music. No, I, I don't uh-huh. hear that quite so much, okay. um, but certainly the house and techno, definitely. Um, well, actually, um, well, as, well, part of, as part of the research for this, I looked into this, ah. and there are actually some videos on YouTube if you want to look it up in terms of what were the influences on 
uh, Kashiro's kind of stuff for the first two games in particular. And it's, amazingly enough, like there's a few of the levels directly rip uh, lift stuff from famous songs. Like the main uh, Streets of Rage theme, the main theme is almost identical to a song called Get a Life by Soul to Soul. Number three hit in this country. Like, I mean, it's literally okay. almost identical. Uh, other kind of ones, Black Box, Open Your Eyes. If you're listening to this right now at home, you can kind of pause this. And if you kind of bring these up on YouTube, Spotify, whatever streaming kind of thing you have, you will know exactly which levels kind of take from these songs. The Shaman, Move Any Mountain. Yes. Okay. Okay. You know the one I mean. Yeah. You were talking about hip hop, Public Enemy, Rebel Without a Pause. When it goes, do do like has that like loud repetitive squeal as part of the main riff. I think that's for the lift level in Streets of Rage Two. And then a good good life by Inner City, I think, is like the basis for the first level in Streets of Rage Two. Okay. Any of you any of you remember Good Life? Was a big hit. Yeah. No, I do. I'm not yeah. going to sing it though. <laughs> but you know, one that goes da 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 da. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much direct lift. But no, um, it's interesting. Like a lot of kind of obviously he was into it, and you can kind of tell what kind of songs he was into. Like lots of, I guess, early '90s kind of house pop. Yeah. Snap, yeah. Black Box, um, Technotronic, that kind of stuff. It was very current, wasn't it? It wasn't really mm-hmm. something that you kind of associated with video games at all. Um, and it was, it was, it was at that time, um, and it's of a time as well. But it still sounds amazing today. Um, there's some interesting little notes just about how it was composed as well. Um, they were composed using using outdated PC88 hardware, huh? and he came up. Yuzo Koshiro came up with his own original audio programming language, um, and it was called Music Macro Language, and he modified it so it was something like a basic style language. Um, and he called it Music Love, and he used it for all the bare knuckle or Streets of Rage games. So it's, it's kind of unusual because the soundtrack versions of the game, the, the soundtracks for the games, use the NEC PCA8 soundboard chip rather than the Mega Drive's Yamaha YM2612 chip. There Ooh. you go, one wow. for the yeah for the music chip geeks among us. I love, I love um, a bit of music chip geekery. <laughs> Geekery, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean just generally, though, know, like the soundtrack, it's it's one of the things I love most about these games, mm. um, and I'm, I'm obviously not alone in that. And it's, it just adds something um, when a game sounds that good. Still, after all these years, um, like I say, I was playing it again the other day, um, and you just you want to pump it up, and it just gets you right in the mood, you know. It it's was. Just, it's, it's... I, I remember getting my own Mega Drive, and I had to make sure that I got Street of Rage somehow, and I got it on that. That Mega Games compilation, mm. whichever one. Yeah, does. ditto, ditto. And just it it demanded the headphone socket. So the yeah. original stereo. Mega Drive headphone socket, stereo sound. Oh man, I just it, uh, that it was that 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 bit of the Mega Drive was built for that game. It, that and sort of Ranger X, and I could go on and on and on about the Mega Drive mm. games I love mm. sound wise, but. Yeah, it was fantastic for that. Yeah, it's a great game. You um, you really regard him as a legend, don't you, Keith? He's one of your gaming heroes. Is that fair? Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was kind of it was, I don't know, revolu- is, was it? Would you say revolutionary in terms of doing this kind of thing for for video games? I can't think of any other examples in sort of nineteen ninety because before this, you had Revenge of Shinobi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, around that Hat time Grazer? period. 
Uh, when was that? That would have probably would have been around this time, wouldn't it? Ninety one. It was maybe? earlier, I think. Yeah, was around ninety one. So yeah. this kind, of, but yeah. So we were just getting into that period where people, yeah. were, I guess, taking video game music a bit more seriously, yeah, or maybe too, put, yeah, maybe I putting suppose. more effort into it. I guess because yeah. we're talking around the time of Sonic, the Sonic first Sonic games as well. Yeah, um, Sonic Team and that. Yeah, there, there is there was that kind of sixteen bit movement, but there was at the same time there was also the Amiga sound. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, going on. But they didn't have to write their own programs. Like there were programs. No on the Amiga already where you just literally just synced up samples that, you mm. know, it was a much, I think it's a much easier machine to, to get music onto. So you had that going on trying to emulate music, music. And then you had guys like user Kashiro doing all this mad stuff with, you know, programming his own sound language just to, you know, yeah. get, the, get the most out of the mega drive. It was, you know, it was a beautiful time. It was mm. a beautiful time. It was. So, we love it. Did the critics love it? Well, You're damn right they did. Yeah, of course they did. In a break with tradition, I haven't got a long list of review scores and things like that. But it was... I know, that's disappointing, isn't it? That is pretty disappointing. Um, sorry, didn't mean to... That's why it. people tune in, Keith. Just I know, I know, they've just turned off. Um, but it was, it was sort of acclaimed, wasn't it? Yeah, the magazines it it had ninety scores. Um, uh, from Me Machine Sega, I remember it. they loved it. They loved it. Yeah. And funnily enough, we'll come on into it later. But I don't think they looked upon the sequel quite as fondly. I remember that getting a lot of stick for length and difficulty and etc. But we'll talk about that really, later. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I don't remember that. But then again, I didn't do the research of that one, so I'd be interested to hear. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it w- it was a classic. Um, like Aid says, it was included on Mega Games compilation, yeah. um, and it's been included on many compilations since. Um, I mean, yeah, in terms of a legacy, Streets of Rage two, Streets of Rage three, and the 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 had, for the last twenty years, people asking for a proper sequel as well. Yes. Um, yes. So it's obviously been a, a game that's been well loved for a, a long, long period of time. Um, and it's one that I will always remember fondly. Um, yeah, like Dill said, it was kind of a step up from what had gone before, especially for us with our Mega Drives, um, especially compared to Double Dragon on the Master System. Um, and it's definitely a close second for my favourite in the series. Um, for me, I think like one thing we haven't kind of spoken about maybe for this one yeah. is... It's a very cinematic game. I think maybe that was mm-hmm. part of what like made it kind of so strong at the time is that, yeah, there'd been like kind of precursors, beat them up, set in the streets. We've talked about a few of them, beginning with Double Dragon. But it feels like Streets of Rage felt genuinely cinematic in terms of the kind of like people you were fighting, the distinctive looks to all the enemies, the kind of the distinctive kind of backgrounds, the journey through the city. You can really kind of... See- like feel i think or track some of those cinematic influences the warriors obviously mm. being a big one like in terms of the different gangs and the looks and stuff and yeah i think that was probably another kind of way the streets of rage really did in a way break the mold yeah it was very dark wasn't it if you like go, go if you think of final mm-hmm. fight final fight's quite a bright game yeah like the it palette's is. quite um, yeah not happy <laughs> but you know, you know <laughs> they it that, that it's not quite as gritty as no and i think even like the opening stage of final fight on the city streets it's like daytime isn't it mm. yeah 
So by yeah, taking whereas, night time, and, yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. Rob says, it's more cinematic. Uh, the story is yeah, probably on a par with Final Fight, but you know, yeah, that's all you need, isn't it, for a game like that? Just a bad guy, beat all yeah. his, beat all his henchmen, get to the bad guy. Maybe save yeah, a girl. Maybe save a girl along the way, isn't it? That's yeah, what that, that's what that kind of shtick was in the in yeah. the movies. But no, I, I agree with Rod there. It kind of feels like <clears throat> a bit more effort was made in this game to create maybe a bit of a mood, a bit of an atmosphere yeah. um, and give it more of a, yeah, more of a cinematic feel. Yeah. You, Do you, know any- what? you actually, I was going to say, you talking about it, that has made me realize that actually the first scroll and beat em up I ever played was Kung Fu. The oh, one where like NES. you were, cu- oh. no, in the arcade again, but I think it oh. was on the NES. Like they had a very good port. Yeah. The yeah. kind of one where like, yeah, you're going along and you can kind of punch or kick or crouch down. God, well, I think like jump solid. up and down. That game oh, it's is a great so game solid. for the time. You've got, it's just like a constant stream of enemies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty much. On yeah, both sides. Yeah. yeah. Oh, before we move on, I did want to mention um, the comic strip series. Oh. Yes. Um, there was a six-part comic strip series which featured in Sonic the Comic. Didn't even know that. And I had Sonic the Comic, and I didn't. don't even remember. Don't you remember it? Yeah, what? they were... They were there were some uh, some Streets of Rage comic strips in there. Um, now, Rob may already know this, I don't know, but the first two of these were written by Mark Miller. Really? Mark Millar? Yeah. Like the guy did did um, Civil War, like Kick-Ass? Yep. And the Marvel Ultimates. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first two stories were loosely based on the first two Streets of Rage games, with Max replacing Adam as the third police officer who quit the force. Mm-hmm. More from Max later. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And there's a graphic novel compilation of the original four-part Streets of Rage strip, which was released as a book called, <laughs> called Streets of Rage, Bad City Fighters. <laughs> wow. Ba- yeah. Bad as in bad or that- bad as in, oh my God, they're bad? Oh, bad. Well, I don't know. And that, apparently that was re- released here in the UK in 1994. So oh. I kind of want to hunt that out now. Um, bad City Fighters. Yeah. Keeps, do you want to hear my funny story about the Sonic the Comic? Uh, yeah, go on. I, I told you this at work. I'm not going to say where I work. But I work at a school, and um, one of my colleagues said to me once, "Oh, you like video games? I've got a friend who used to write video games." I'm like, what are you on about? And she was like, "Yeah, she used to write the Sonic the comic. She or she was the editor, the the main person involved in the the comics." And wow. she was like, "She's a good friend of mine, and her, I think her husband also does Walking Dead comics and stuff." I mean, I can't remember the names top of my head now. But she was like, oh, maybe, maybe I can get her to do an interview for you, with you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I managed to get an email. And I emailed her a few times. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm up for it. We'll do a text interview. And she was like, oh, I'm just a bit busy right now. Um, it's a bit of a non-story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite interesting how you meet weird – weird people. You meet people <laughs> in your life. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird connections, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I don't I mean, like, uh, yeah. S- since we're on the subject, I don't know if we're actually going to do a Sonic the Comic episode anytime soon. But, um, you know, like the comic actually went on for years and went into such bizarre, like weird places. You would have kind of writers who were like right, working on it, like for kind of stretches of like years. And each of them would kind of try to put their so-called mark on it. And I think like you had kind of one right, like one or two writers in particular who were just introducing dozens of new characters. Part of the reason why there's so many kind of different Sonic characters, even from the original games, mm. and like kind of putting intensely, insanely complicated like lore 
and like kind of stuff about the Sonic world, a lot of which, just from what I've seen, looks mad and bonkers and bizarre. Maybe that is something we'll have to delve into. Then we in could future. do like a, a comic video game pod, couldn't we? About like you know the Mortal Kombat comics and stuff, couldn't we? And stuff like that one day, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll sit that one out because I don't know about the comics. But you guys, <laughs> but, you but guys Dylan, go you, for it. you can hear my story about how I almost interviewed the person that made someone at the comic again. I'll I'll listen to that story, then I'll <laughs> go bye bye or something. I'll go I'll go and eat some birthday cake or something. Um, <laughs> okay, you put me on mute as soon as I start talking. Mute. Oh. <laughs> well, well, before we move on, and we will shortly, um, just to, to kind of emphasise how much of kind of a flagship series it was for sega the first streets of rage has appeared on the following compilation so mega games 2 aid that's the one mega it was games compiled 2. with golden axe and the revenge of shinobi mm. that's Ooh, the one tasty. yeah that is, uh, tasty. that is a good compilation yep sega classics arcade collection which was a mega cd compilation yep i have that. um <laughs> the sega genesis six pack spelt p-a-k <laughs> in a very american style well, that's which the one that had uh, two in it uh, i think so streets of rage sonic the hedgehog columns revenge of shinobi golden axe and super hang on yeah that sounds familiar yeah i think they came in the mega drive too but yeah and and mega six which comprised of streets of rage Ita- world cup italia 90 boo columns <laughs> super monaco gp revenge shinobi and sonic the hedgehog um, it was also included in the Japanese version of the Sonic Gems collection for GameCube and PS2. Mm. Um, it was also included on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection, which I think I've got for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. In 2012, Streets of Rage collection, a package of all three Streets of Rage games, was released on Xbox Live Arcade as part of the Sega Vintage collection of titles. Uh, in 2011, I don't know why they're not in chronological order, Streets of Rage was released on Valve Corporation's Steam platform, both as a standalone <laughs> purchase and as part of the Sega Mega Drive Classic. Yes, Gabe. Pack. Yes, Gabe. <laughs> um, and 2013, as we mentioned, 3D Streets of Rage was released for the Nintendo 3DS. 3D Streets of Rage. An eShop Jesus. All right. I am tempted to play it just to see. In free, yeah, see the weird crappy 3D effect. Yeah. <laughs> I might have a look, see how expensive it is. <laughs> um, and that is Streets of Rage, a very successful beginning to a well-loved series. Mm. I think it's quite. I think it kind of demonstrates the point that, that we said earlier that why we haven't had a separate podcast for each of these because mm. a lot of what you said about Streets of Rage. I could easily say about its successor, Streets of Rage 2.
Are you sure we all did research for this, Dylan? Yeah. No. So basically, everything Keith said plus one. Dill Dillsy out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it's true though, because you know, it has Streets of Rage two just took everything that Streets of Rage had and improved on it. It didn't try and do anything ridiculously clever. It there was a few sort of substitutions here and there. And mm. it was it was a, a phenomenal success. It had its limitations. And it we promotes go, redundancy, Dylan, doesn't we'll, it? To be fair, the what? It promotes redundancy of staff, though, or public funds. Mm-hmm. How does Streets of Rage two promote this? Because your police buddy is no longer there, so obviously there's been cuts. So you you, you know, oh, there's been cuts to the police. For, oh, I see where you're going with this. All right, you get it now. We're really maybe they trying just con- not to go political here, right? Okay. Maybe they just concluded that it was against health and safety or public safety in general to have police cars running up and just launching shed loads of bullets <laughs> randomly onto the street. That's it. Rob's and rockets it. and stuff. Yeah. Rob's got well, it. there you go. Anyway, so Street of Race Two. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, it was released. I mean, you guys have played it umpteen times i've played it about a gazillion times it says 1992 on the title screen doesn't it so this is a fu- this is a funny one because it actually kind of straddled 92 93 so it was released firstly in north america in december 1992 right at the end. and then the rest of the world we only got it in january 93 a whole month later uh brought back the same producer, so uh, Noriyoshi Oba came in. You had the same designers. Uh, they brought back Yuzo Koshiro uh, for the soundtrack. You know, not only did it improve on Streets of Rage, you know, in a, on the software, the actually the the physical hardware was twice as well, twice as powerful. I, you know, it it might not be twice as powerful. I'm not not that big on the old electronical things there, but. Yeah, big 16 meg cartridge, but then obviously you know about what Street Fighter did afterwards, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another couple of things. So we lost my favorite character from the first game. Why did what, we? Freddy Krueger guy. Why did we? Oh, <laughs> God. Back. Yeah, we lost Freddy Krueger guy. No, <laughs> we lost Adam Hunter. Why did we lose Adam, Rob? Oh, I should know this. Um, is it because the other two quit the force, but he stayed on the force? No, I know. Uh, no, he, I know. I, I know. I just remember he got kidnapped. He gets he got kidnapped. kidnapped yeah. So basically, so the whole plot revolves around uh, again, you know, bad guy syndicate. But Adam is in there as well. So, so again, if my editing skills are any good, I'm going to put the intro, the intro, Streets of Rage two music to this. One year has passed since the events of Streets of Rage. To celebrate the defeat of the mysterious Mr. X and his criminal organization, the Syndicate, the trio of Adam Hunter, Axel Stone and Blaze Fielding had met at their favorite night spot in the city, reminiscing about both their vigilante crusade and triumphant victory from within the previous year. Axel and Blaze had moved out of the city after the adventure, with Axel working as a part-time bodyguard and Blaze teaching (laughs) dance classes. So she took her Lombarda thing. Lombarda classes. <laughs> more seriously. More seriously. No longer a hobby. Yeah. Adam has since rejoined the police force. Well remembered, Rob. Uh, and lives in a small house with his younger brother called... Skate. Skate. Is that actually his name? Eddie, Eddie Hunter. 
Yeah. Oh. I don't think any parent would call their kids gay. I don't maybe <laughs> they would now. Uh, maybe not back in those days. The next afternoon, Blaze had received an unexpected yet emergency phone call from Skate, who had informed her that upon arriving at home from school, Skate was shocked to find his house in ruin and his older brother missing. Attached to the front door was a picture of Adam chained to a wall at the feet of Mr. X. The criminals began to retake the streets once more as beatings and looting took place regularly and in broad daylight. Chaos reigned in the city far worse than before. Realizing that Mr. X and the syndicate have returned for revenge against them and the city, Blaze wastes no time in informing Axel about the unexpected situation, with Axel himself personally vowing to help Blaze out in defeating Mr. X and rescuing Adam. So it's a rescue operation. Is that back of the box? From no Wikipedia page. (laughs) <laughs> From within the preparation of their upcoming second battle against Mr. X and the Syndicate, Blaze and Axel are soon joined by Skate, who wishes to help out in rescuing and saving his older brother, Adam and Axel's friend. Uh, uh, and Adam and Axel's friend, random friend, a professional wrestler named Max Thunder. <laughs> Max Thunder, who also seeks to help aid Axel and Blaze out as well in rescuing and saving their kidnapped friend. The quartet soon embarks on a rescue mission which will take them from the city all the way to Mr. X's hideout on a desolate island where they will eventually face Mr. X and his bodyguard, Shiva. Mm. Unlike the other two games in the series, Streets Race 2 has only one ending mm. where mm. Mr. X is defeated and Adam is rescued. Sorry, spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> after, it's, it's, it's been a few years, so I think we're okay with that. Uh, after which the heroes leave in a helicopter. So, so, character changes. Mm. what do you guys think of the character changes in this game i liked it like it kind of uh gave more variety to the character lineup like skate is obviously much faster but weaker whereas max is much stronger but uh maybe doesn't have the mobility that kind of skate has skate is the only one who can run in this game yeah yep he can skate who's which footballer is is he most like though rob that's what i want to know which which footballer yeah skate and and um max <laughs> Max is like Hulk, isn't he? You know the, that Brazilian player, wasn't it? Hulk was that right? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. I can kind of see the resemblance. Skate's a bit like hmm. Raheem uh, Sterling. It, Raheem Sterling. That's say, it. I was going to say Ansu Fati. Is it Ansu Fati, the like sixteen-year-old Barcelona winger? I... He's really fast, and I mean he's fourteen. We're going to have to. <laughs> You have to have someone. Oh, okay. Freddie, you do. Freddie, you do. Teenage Freddie, you do. Um, I I like the new characters. Um, except I never pick them. I still always go with Blaze or Axel. Yeah, I think like I haven't played, haven't played Streets of Rage two a fair bit. Max is a really good character. Like uh, his moves, are, like he moves across the screen really fast for the specials. And if you get lead pipe. When you kind of swing it, you hit everyone behind you as yes. well as in front. Mm. Yeah, and he's got that slide move, hasn't he? Which, like you say, mm-hmm. it takes you across the screen pretty quick. I'll be honest. I think in all of the times I've played Rita Rage 2, and you guys have known how many times I've played through it. <laughs> Bazillion, talking, but carry on. I must, it must be the game I've most played through in my whole... I must have played through it at least 100 times. At, I mm. think, at least, at least. Are you being actually honest there? Is that a real number? I think, you... actually think so, mate. If you think about really? all the times I used to play as a kid... 
All the mm. times it was on the Xbox and um, the, these new collections and on whatever RetroPie, whatever it is, I've always gravitated to this game. This game is like part of my being. It's like mm. if someone were to dissect me, they'd find liver, they'd find kidneys, they'd find Streets of Rage 2 in there. It would, it literally, <laughs> yeah. Like a stick of rock, though. It's yeah. like basically, it's like a, there's a 16 meg cartridge right, right in there. It's in there. <laughs> It's like a piece of chewing gum, which you, if you swallow, it takes years to come out. That's like Speaks Rage, isn't it? It's in your side, you. It's inside. It would take longer than a bit of gum, longer than red meat. I'm telling you, it's in there, right? Cooking but podcast. Is my back. point was, my point was, like over a hundred times, right? Easy, but I've maybe played Escape maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, I thought you say twenty times. So. I get Skate. I get he's like, he's maybe the quick one. Yeah, he can run and brought it. I never really, cause, because if you wanted a bit of speed, you'd just be Blaze anyway, wouldn't you? I just kind of, exactly. you know, I didn't really kind of feel that. The Max thing is different. For me, Max was, was a necessity to kind of bring someone who was just brute pain, you yep. know, slow as hell, but literally, if there were about, you know, it, you could get, I think it, off the top of my head, you get about six, seven different enemies on the screen at a time. I think it was, you know, that the power in that game just to bring all of those enemies on the screen at the same time. Mm. And, and just Max, just like Rob said, either the spinny, the spinny move, where he does that thing where he literally just spins, spins around his little dash thing and just a pipe. And you can cause absolute carnage for about seven, seven, eight. Eight? I think there's technically eight levels. Yeah. For eight levels of just doing that, I could, you know, I've played through his max a couple of times, played through his yeah. axle a couple of times. I think sometimes when I've been in blaze, I've kind of done half and half. So like half blaze, half axle. So that's mm. not the cool thing. You can switch, you can switch characters during the game if you die. Whereas with Streets of Rage, if you are whoever then you kind of yes stick with yeah them. i'd forgotten that when i played through streets of rage the other day and i died it would kind of surprise me that i couldn't select the character yeah when I continued. i've forgotten stuck that with them yeah yeah, yeah. Stuck with them through it but you know again it was that was a nice little do you see what i mean like everything about streets mm. of rage 2 is streets of rage 1 but a little bit better here a little bit better there a little bit bigger here yeah a little bit bigger there so the character thing was yeah perfect i thought that was the right thing they're all beautifully balanced the levels, though, the, the kind of the the, expl- the explanation of the plot really explains how wacky the levels are. The, the the level designs kind of that kind of nice structured zigzag throughout the city has gone right out the window. You've gone to some, you go to some weird ass places in Street of Rage too. So you do. <laughs> let's go through them. So the first one is a bit of a homage to the first, the first kind of nitty gritty. You know, to the first game, it's downtown. You got a bit of beer, 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 going on. You know, a bit more acapella from me there. You know, you love a bit of that. And then you got that, and then it goes to the bridge bit. So okay, with all the bikers and everything, and yeah, yeah, we get in there. Then it some, then it goes to an amusement park, and you're like okay, and then it goes to a weird bit in the amusement park, which is like a swamp or something. Uh, okay, then it goes from there. Then it goes to the stadium. So it goes to like a baseball stadium, right? Stick with me. Stick, stay with me. Stay with me. And then it, and then it goes to the ship. And it goes to a ship. And then it goes to like a jungle kind of level. And then you've got... Um, jungle is like the beach, right? The, it's jung- the beach, then the jungle. The jungle, yeah, the jungle kind of beachy thing. 
And then you've got something that's a lot like the annoying factory level. So you're kind yeah. of back to that kind of thing. And then you're, oh, thank God you're, you're, you're back in someone's <laughs> normal office block. It's like, oh, thank God for that. And it is, it, you know, it, it's all over the place. And as a kid, I never really paid attention to why that was. I was thought, like, it, that was one thing that really confused me. I was like, why am I now in a, like a sports stadium? Why am I on a boat? Like, it just, you know, it just, it, it was a lot less logical, I think, mm-hmm. than Streets of Rage 1. But again, that kind of happens with sequels, doesn't it? You kind of take, you take things and you try and expand on them. You make them more wacky and bigger and, you know, Bubsy too. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's the setup. Um, yeah, favorite levels, guys. All of those, I mean, they've all got their charms. We'll, we'll start with, we'll go, I'll go right. I can see you guys on my screen. I'll go Keith first because he's that top left. Um, from probably the amusement park. Yeah, um, I love that, and then because as well as the weird bit, which I don't know, is it is it supposed to be inside like a haunted house? Yeah, you know the swamp, the weird swampy bit. You've also got the pirate ship bit as well. Yeah, the pirate ship, and you've got the bit with the bare knuckle arcade machines. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I, I kind of like I liked all that, um, but like like you said, actually, when we were kids, I didn't really didn't really pay any attention to the fact that one second i was in like a, a theme park and then i was in this weird sort of it was odd, alien right? alien just... nest looking place it just was um i didn't think yeah. about whether it was a, a haunted house or whatever it's supposed to be um but yeah that's definitely my favorite level closely followed by the very cool bit in the stadium where the baseball mound suddenly turns into a giant elevator yeah then it goes down the ground yeah. yeah yeah i love that too yeah, yeah. Adrian, your favourite level there? It's like Keith said. I think the alien level is just sound. It was so different. <laughs> it, it felt almost. Different to say. Word. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know if it felt out of place in a way, but in a weird way, it kind of spooked you out. So in a weird way, I think it was really quite clever because previously, obviously, streets of rage, it's all on the streets or whatever. This just took you out of your comfort zone. It's like, what the hell is this? I almost felt like face huggers were about to come out. To me, right. it feels very shinobi. Like it's mm. kind of got that old Japanese mysticism. You got all the ninjas kind mm-hmm. of on that level, like as enemies. You have all the kind of mystical kind of stuff going on, like that uh, that weird like face thing that kind yeah. of goes in and Comes out, out the and, wall. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, love the music on that level too. Oh, absolutely. So have a bit for of me, consensus. though. I have a bit of a concern. I don't know. For me, like that whole kind of that middle bit with the stadium, the, uh, like the amusement park and the, uh, the bit that comes afterwards is all great. I think for me, the lift levels, absolutely love the lift levels, the speech bridge too. Like you move up one yeah. and, uh, each time you do like all these enemies, like kind of jump, like kind of land on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. The w- uh, one thing I say about the lift level is I didn't like the fact that you can't throw people off it. Cause one of the things I loved about street of rage one yeah, chucking them off, and we yeah. kind of grapple people and just throw them off the lift as it was going up. Like that was that was yeah. one of my kind of favorite things. I call it the golden axe move, Dylan. You know, you, oh yeah, because yeah, because you can chuck people down the holes and chuck people off mm. the lifts and stuff. Which and I I don't think it's a cheat. I think it's quite clever. It's like you can either hit this guy or not a hundred times, like five I used times. To chuck them down there all the time. Or you can just throw him one time, and I just think it's quite a clever what strategy. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, golden axe, you could make them walk down it, couldn't you? You could. You yeah. could. <laughs> um, Dylan and, and guys, I don't think I told you this, but I, I told when I first got my Mega Drive, uh, I, I, we I remember my mama said we can you can get a couple of games and Sonic Two was included, and we got um, 
we got Earthworm Jim and we also got uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbours. They were the first sort of free games we played. Loved it. They're, they're good free games, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, really? definitely. And, I, you know, I, I'm no regrets at all. But I remember the next game, maybe a few months later, maybe a month or two later, I don't know, when we saved a bit of money, whatever, the next game we bought was Sweet's Rage 2. There you go. There you go. That, that, that's, that's why I played it quite early. Then I got Sweet's Rage 1 a bit earlier on. But it's such a great game. I love it to bits. It's... When I think of Mega Drive, I think of Streets of Rage 2. It's, it's up there with my favourites, 100%. Well, I think it, like, not, not only is it the best Streets of Rage in the series, I think it is, like, it's, it's one of the best, you know, <laughs> it's one of the best games on the Mega Drive full stop, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Definitely. Definitely. But that, that's not a bad first four games for your system, right? I have I, to say. Can anyone beat that? Oh, Ooh, so. I think my first four would have been Sonic 2. Yeah. Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. It's good, though. Uh, what the, the next two? Um, I should know this. I don't know. I, I know my like my first 10 included the first FIFA, Rocket Knight Adventures, NBA Jam. I think we were in there Ooh. as well. Definitely those last two were definitely two of the really early ones. I'm quite proud, though, because sometimes as kids, you pick up the wrong game, don't you? Go, I'll buy this game. It wasn't very good. We've all done it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, for the mate. first yeah. four games, at least, for the Mega Drive, I'm very proud, actually. I've got some real... Like, I, I would argue for the best games on the system, arguably, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, that's, that's your, those are your levels, those are your characters. The music. The music. Street of Rage 2. It is iconic. <laughs> the thing is, like, the funny thing is, like, people actually know the names of the tunes as well. So they mm. know that first tune is called Go Straight. They know the one where you're, um, in the, uh, what you call it? The amusement park is Dreamer. They know that, that in, in the jungle, that's like Wave 131. You know these things, don't you, Keith? You know these yes. things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, cause that soundtrack has been, I think, even before, even before data discs or, you know, whoever's come up with the idea of printing out these things on vinyl you know people were striving to get these things you know this is like this is this is sem- oh, you can't see me i'm like i'm like <laughs> waving i'm waving my phone at the screen you guys can't see me but like, seminal <laughs> seminal god damn it so that you know these are the things that gave it awesome critical reception people give me some scores cvg Nine. 90, 95% ooh Mm. Game Pro. Hold on a sec. Go. You're going to get on to reviews without actually mentioning one of the biggest and most important parts of the game. Uh, what's that? The two-player head-to-head. Like uh, there is no kind of like big two-player head-to-head fighting game on the Mega Drive at that point because this predates Street Fighter Two. So you actually had the option of doing like a head-to-head beat 'em up within the game as a two-player option. You can. You had a dual option. Um. Did it, have any of you guys played the dual option lately? Nope. Not oh. lately, but did you I remember even, did being you play no. it at the time. Did you play it back in the day much with your mates? No. Nope. No. It didn't really uh, grab my attention because at the time, well, not at the time, but a, a bit later I got Super Street Fighter 2. I'm like, if I want to fight each other, we'll play that. It's not something you think is kind of important to Streets of Rage 2, is it? You think mm. about if it was... I'd almost completely forgotten about it until Rob mentioned it. Was, yeah, so... <laughs> could say it's not really important at all but um it was it's it's important it's important from a technical perspective but again like keith said it just borrowed a bit of streets of rage one and put it in as its own thing yeah in streets of rage two but i mean that that was 
considered to be something that was quite big at the time. Maybe not so much now in terms of our memory of it, but certainly in the reviews, I remember like a lot was made of that as an option. That's good. That's that. That points out how reviewers pick out those things, and people who actually play the games play other things. No, that, yeah. that is that. No, that is interesting. Do you know it? what? No one ever I mean, talks what? like, "Oh, I'll feel, I fancy I'm gonna like fight my game and uh, no, no, fight, um, fight my mate." I'll just choose Street no. of Rage Two. Dual, dual option. No, no. But Dylan, I was talking to Eugene Jarvis recently. Great, you know what a great guy, mm. and he was telling me that he almost put things in games towards the end, just to sort of throw it in there, and he would later realize that these little things he put in were the big thing that all the fans talked about. And mm. I, I, no, and it just sort of resonates with me a little bit, what you're saying, like the fighting in Street Rage 2, I'm sorry, Rob, I don't want to annoy you, but it didn't really mean much to me. But at the time, maybe Sega would think it wants to be a big thing. It might get people like, tongues wagging a little bit. But it is odd, isn't it? The How issues, little things. Yeah, I think that the issues with that, that whole, the, mm. the, the deal bit for me was how slow and how you kind of, how you got to each other. So with a mm. fighting game, obviously you mm. get to each other quite quickly, kick each other, punch each other. With the sprites, and they don't move any quicker than they do in the game, you kind of, kind of like meandering over to yeah, each other. Yeah, strolling across oh, the screen. Oh, the pipe mm-hmm. will kind of appear over there, and I'll meander over there, and it was quite slow and kind of, you know, it was more fun to do the co-op and accidentally hit your mate, and then maybe accidentally hit them a bit more. <laughs> 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 Rather than have it as like a dual thing, because again, yeah, yeah. All, all they've done is isolate the other sprites, just made it that it's, you know, the pair of you on the screen. Oh, you know, it, for me, that's not a, a massive thing in Street of Rage 2. Anyway, um, Let's go more, more critical opinion. Cause I'm kind of, I'm, I'm on this now. Cause game pro, like I said, five out of five. Mm. They pull no punches there. Uh, games master, favorite of Rob's, uh, 88%. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. Hmm. That's actually the lowest on the list. Oh, really? Because everyone else, uh, 94, 96, 92, 164 out of 200. <laughs> What's that from? What? That equates to eighty-two percent. That's even lower. <laughs> mega, <laughs> mega play, mega play. But we don't know how we, we don't know how they weight that. We don't know what 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 that last no. quadrant is weighted on. So we we don't know. Ninety um, percent. <laughs> mean Machine Sega only gave it ninety percent, mm. and that's mm. that's a favorite. See, of that's the, that's the one. I think that's the one I was referring to as a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't really. They gave it a bit of a hard time, just purely from a, a longevity standpoint. Um, but clearly, history proves that they were wrong. Hey, <laughs> Mr. 100 playthroughs. 100 playthroughs, so, mate. Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah. 90% is still high. It's still high. But do, do, do you know what? The, so Keith mentioned it there. The main qualm of this concerns about how easy or uh, how the game is sort of perceived to be easy. Mm. And they took this a bit too literally, I think, with Streets of Rage three. But we'll we'll carry that on next week. But yeah, so <laughs> Street, so Streets of Rage two is criticised for being too short, even on even on the hardest levels. Yeah. Which these guys are reviewers. I mean, they've played that. You know, their 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 job was playing video games. Yeah. Like uh, they'd have to have something akin to like a like a like a god mode or something. You know, something you know to 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 challenge them. So Come on, I don't know, Dil. From what I've seen, it's the exact opposite. Have you guys what that they're bad at video games? Yeah, review. I've like reviewers complaining the game's too hard because they can't they? get through the game in time to meet their deadline. Do you to reckon, actually review it? Do you reckon that re- um, reviewers back in the nineties were a bit more hardcore than the guys doing it these days? Then 
Quite possibly, but then again, games are a lot more linear then, so it's kind of hard to make a direct comparison. Yeah, that's yep, true. true. That's true. True, true, true. So it's too easy, but a lot of it, like the gameplay itself, I think is what is what takes it up a notch from the other Street of Rage games, even Street of Rage 4 for me, because it's just so satisfying. When you throw a punch or a kick in Street of Rage 2, it's not instantaneous. When you press the bus, um, when... When you press the button, Axel or, you know, Max starts swinging that fist and then it lands. There's like a, there's a slight delay in the, in the button press and then the actual kind of the hit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do, do, we get that with Streets of Rage 2. So with, with, um, Streets of Rage 1, Streets of Rage 3, it's a bit more instantaneous. You press the button, there, you've hit them. But with yeah, there's less, 2, anim- less frames of animation as well. So less frames of animation. Especially in the, the original. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Like Streets of Rage 2 had a few more frames. And for me, I prefer that kind of, it's more satisfying for me. And I said this in my written review that, that I wrote ages ago in Street of Rage 2. That's what makes it sort of more satisfying for me. I think the new characters, something's got to be said for the new characters. You've got all yeah. like the, um, the karate guys, you've got the, the biker guys, you know, of the new characters, do you guys have any favorites? Any kind of ones that you're, you're happy that they added to the ones from the first game? Um, I quite like the ninja guys, as Rob mentioned before, yeah. um, and the Blanca ripoff. Blanca oh, ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Souther? Souther. Yeah. No, no. It's, 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 it's listed else. as Souther. It's Is it really. As, he's listed as Souther, but if, don't know. I don't know whether they've just moved Looks the name very across. Different. Yeah. I think it was one of those like redesigns, or like they did bring okay. up back a few kind of characters, but they either redesigned them, I think, quite heavily, or enhanced their look. They made South a blanker. I think that's what they did. <laughs> I quite like the uh, the guy with the, like the boxer, like the bald boxer dude with like the black and white stripes. Bear isn't it? R bear or something that is. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I liked? That every character had a, had an individual name. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if the names are rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The names. Well, I mean, rubbish. you had a lot of repeats as well, like a lot of Donovans. A lot of Donovans. Donovans. A lot of Galsians. It's always Jason Donovan. Every, You'll never every... be Jason Donovan. If they put him in that, he'd just mash everyone. Too many. Jason Donovan does kind of look like that in 2020. But too many like hearts. Too many... Yeah, there'd be too many broken hearts because he'd be just like hearts. smashed everyone's hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Awful. Yeah. I like my, my favorite ones, you know, I love the improved sprite design. I love uh, all the new bosses, <laughs> even, yeah. even, even the mad robots. See, I think when... When they said that they were robots in Streets of Rage 2, mm. you do kind of have to think like, okay, why am I fighting a robot? But what the, oh, Particle and, what's the other one? Duh. Neutron? Possible. Possible. Molecule. Molecule. Molecule oh yeah. my God. Seriously. <laughs> the first time I saw those guys, I was like, what the F? What the hell is what going the on? Why do I have to punch them? They've got like big spiky things and yeah. like lasers and stuff, and I have to punch them? Like, come on, come on, guys! Do you know what? Like, I actually did some. Um, like, I looked. Well, I looked through a lot of the Streets of Rage two stuff because obviously also had to do uh, Streets of Rage remake at the same time. And something that occurred to me looking through there is that a big kind of step up from the first one is that, or well, a lot of the enemies have different fighting styles. Like you have flyers, you have jumpers, you have yep. guys on bikes, Jet. like a lot of different yep. attack patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like kind of a lot of the the uh, kind of enemies don't just look different; they move differently. You have to kind of use different strategies to defeat them. Yeah, I thought like that's a, just a great improvement on the first one. It mm. definitely brought the strategy thing. And then I think the final thing I have to say about the gameplay 
are the special moves. So mm-hmm. the, the first game, I thought, you know, you can kind of cheat it a bit by, okay, you're, you're struggling a bit on the boss. Oh, die. Uh, <clears throat> just use your police thing. You know, use yep. as, as soon as you go back on the screen, use it. Oh, die. Ah, use the police thing again. But there was no, you know, they took that out. And I think, yeah, they did want to give the A button something else to do. So it's like, okay, we'll give them special moves. But I think actually, not only did the special moves add something to the, the actual kind of fighting, you know, element, it actually, by taking away that cheat, you know, I thought that, I thought that added something as well. But I used to love the police thing. I used to love the oh, yeah. police car and stuff. You would, you would call it a cheat almost, Dylan. Yeah. I suppose it can't. It yeah. is a little bit. It is a little bit. It is a little bit, and, yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that it takes a little bit of your health off if you use them. So, obviously, you've got the, the standing still one. So, you've got the, like, Axel's got his crazy, like, 360 weird punch thing. And then Blaze has got her kick thing. And then Max has got his spinny thing. And only if you hit someone, then does it take your energy off. That's great. I like that. But I also like yeah. that if you do your kind of your forward and the special move that it takes it off regardless. So it's like, Oh, they've spent that energy. You've not any, you know, we're going to take, we're going to take a bit of your health off anyway. And then if you're really low on everything or just like to mash the, the, the um, forward, forward and the forward, forward and attack, you've got another special move. So you've got three special moves now from having like, you've got your suplexes and everything anyway, from having nothing, you've got three special moves at your disposal. It just adds all it in. And when you put the attack patterns in, it's just mm. the perfect, it's the perfect scrolling beat-em-up. Do you know what, how Dylan? they should be. When I played it, it, it Streets Rage 2 reminded me of like kind of Streets Rage, uh, sorry, Street Fighter 2, but in a sort of like a side-scroller. And I thought they did it really well. Yeah. That's, that's why it annoyed me playing Streets Rage 1 later, going, where's my special moves? So I completely agree. Well, Streets that's, what Rage... Rob, that's, that's what Rob tells me about Streets of Rage 1 as well, isn't it, Rob? That's what mm. you tell me. That's why you can't go back to Streets of Rage 1 because you're like, where are my special moves? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. because obviously I kind of went back. Well, not just there, I think, but there's so many ways in which Streets of Rage 2 improved. It does feel like a lesser game now in a way that it didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Like when it originally came out. But I didn't play it then, so I can only really go back. And to me, just like everything about it, the graphics, the sound looks less crisp. I think like the gameplay, or it's like all the kind of improvements, but obviously in reverse. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm, I'm glad I played it this way. I think I'm yeah, thankful that Street of Rage One was my kind of my, um, you know, popping my cherry regarding <laughs> kind of genre. Uh, and then yeah, then actually after that, um, I borrowed Golden Axe on the Master System, and I was like, I'm like, you know, I, I still, I, I still love a bit of Golden Axe. I still love a bit mm-hmm. of Golden Axe. Mm-hmm. Golden Axe on the Master System probably not the best version of it you're ever going to play. But then I knew, I think from playing that, playing those two games, I was like, this is a genre of game that is for me. Yeah. Maybe until 2020, but we'll speak about that next week. Mm. I make you right on the, the gameplay thing. It, I think what it did so well is it struck that balance of mm. just enough variety in the moves for this kind of game because yeah. quite often it's easy to um fire up say the old retro pie and find there's so many sort of late 80s early 90s side scrolling beat em ups um like on mame and so many of them they've, they've got one or two moves one or two buttons and it's fun for maybe 10 minutes yeah and then it's like yeah i'm really it's just too repetitive and too boring um 
and just having those special moves and having, like say, three special moves per character, it's just enough variety to stop it getting boring. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's why you can play it, not just go back to it and play the first stage, but go back to it and play it all the way through. Mm. Or, you know, feel the urge to play it all the way through every time you go back to it. That's it. And of course, like you also have like the kind of the back part, the back attack. You have the jumping kick and jumping like kind mm. of lo- short, like have the those. knee, I think, if you're Axel. Yeah. Like the kind of yep. the lower kind of jumping kick you've got. There is kind of so much in terms of variety. Like you've got two different throws, as I think you kind of said earlier. Yeah. Like you've got like the hold move, the uh, the kind of repetitive punch. It's yeah, there's a lot there. It's just right as well. It's not too much. You know, Even if you took the special moves out, because of the variety in the bad guys, it would still be an entertaining game. It would still be an oh, early yeah. 90% game. But those sure. special... But you might like, not go back to it as much. The soundtrack, yeah, the soundtrack and the special moves and the craziness of the bosses, I think it takes up to like a mid-90s kind of game, doesn't it? Like, So it's gone from like an early 90%er to like a mid-90, like mm. top 90%er game. And it's, I just, you know, I'll probably play it again tomorrow. I just, you know, <laughs> it's just this kind of thing. Like every time I get like a new device or something where I can access any kind of old Sega games, it's my go-to thing, you know? It's just, mm. it's just there. It'll always be around. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to put, put it out there that it's, that it's the best of the lot. I think we'll, we'll go around, we'll go around you guys just on your, your closing thoughts on, on Streets of Rage 2 and then we'll, we'll give a little, give a little preview. That's all we'll talk about next time. But, um, yeah, Keith, so what in, in a, in a couple of sentences, what does, you know, Streets of Rage 2 mean for you there? Oh, um, it's easily top, top three Mega Drive games mm-hmm. of all time. And, you know, as everyone knows by now, it's the console that I had for many, many years when we were kids. Um, and so it's, it's one of the consoles that's, you know, most important to me. Um, yeah, it's got to be top three, uh, improved on the first game. And just like you, I, it's a game that I regularly go back to. Um, and I think I probably always will. Yeah. Adrian? My uh, sister-in-law, um, Kelly, she she bought her... They're getting, they're getting engaged. They're going to, well, they're married now. Sorry, they're not married. I'm being, getting confused here. You went to the wedding. So, you just, I went to the, the wedding. wedding. <laughs> not, not it, oh, I was going to say, not if it was in lockdown, but <laughs> no, it happened, it happened a year Easy. ago. So, so, so Easy, my, 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 um, yeah, so my, my sister in law's husband, Mark, came around my house many, maybe a couple years ago. I don't know when we first sort of met him. And he was like, oh, you're into video games. Like, oh, yeah, I'm into video games. And he looked through the collection. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he kind of froze. He was like, what the? And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, why have you frozen? You know, he's like, oh, this one game here, that means a lot to me. It's like, because, you know, he, he used to play games when he was growing up. And he was like, what, what game is this? And he was like, Streets of Rage 2. And he was like, whoa. And I was like, what are you on about Streets of Rage 2? He said, yeah, this, this game is, is my favorite. And, and we played it. We played it that day. I said, well, let's put it on then. If you want to play it, let's play it. And, um, you know, boys are we boys. The girls are trying to chat to us. We were playing Streets Race 2. <laughs> we like, stop talking to us. We're trying to beat the guy, the bosses. And it was a great few hours. And do you know what? Streets Race 2 um, allowed me to really get to know Mark really well. And Mark's a great guy. He's an Arsenal fan as well. There you go. Sorry if everyone hates Arsenal, but there you go. But we, we really... We really bonded over one game, 
And it's a game that he remembered so fondly in his childhood. And it's a game I remember fondly in my childhood. And it's a really weird situation where you don't know each other too well, but you kind of bond over a, a video game. And in a weird way, there's nothing more special than that. What you're saying is that if you met a random person, like tomorrow, and they're about the same age, and you're saying, oh, you like video games. And you're like, oh, you like video games. The first one you'd go to would be like, do you like this one? Bare knuckle too? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, then, if you want to marry my sister-in-law, you better like a good video game. Uh, okay. All right. So it's good to know for the future. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Uh, Rob, final thoughts on Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, otherwise known as Bare Knuckle 2, the Requiem of the Deadly Battle. The re- is that the full name <clears throat> of it? Jesus. That is the full name of it, yeah. Um, I think it is a fantastic game, like definitely high up there on the best Mega Drive games. I don't think anyone can really logically argue against that. It, I think we've kind of talked about it. It expand, It kind of improves everything on the original. For me, it's it's... I think you described it as a perfect game earlier on, and I think in a lot of ways it is a perfect game. In a weird way, it doesn't mean a perfect game can't be improved upon, but like, <laughs> I think every. But I and we'll go into that next week. But like I think, um, just so much about it is just it works. It is incredibly playable. It's incredibly fun. Just everything just feels just right. And I think, like, as we kind of said earlier, the music, obviously, a high point for 16-bit era. I don't think it's the best music of the 16-bit era, but definitely top five in terms of games. I think, like, it's just terrific. It looks great. It sounds great. I've played it relatively recently. It's still incredibly playable. Uh, It's a 10 out of 10 game for me. There you go. There you go. Those are Rob's thoughts. So, like I said, you know, people know how much I love the game. It is one of my organs it's one of my internal organs so <laughs> i can't exactly knock it um but yeah so that's one and two out of the way rob said there there's there's always a way to improve isn't there mm. rob there's always a way to improve <laughs> so yeah and uh we'll be talking about streets of rage 3 next week i'll be talking about streets of rage 3 aiden will be talking about streets of rage remake the uh 2011 my correct in, in that that's 2011 update of the original games and Dylan will be uh, taking us through Streets of Rage 4 the newly, newly released Streets of Rage 4 and we'll be talking about what we think of that the changes, what's new, what's the same and what we think of it and as a bit of a tantalizer I hate to say it ladies and gentlemen everything I have to say about Streets of Rage 4 not all of it is positive <laughs> how, how could you? how could I? how can I? Anyway, on that bombshell, we'll bid, we'll bid you good night, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at KeithBarlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.